What if you died mm-hmm. and then woke up in your bed naked? What would be the first thing that you would do? Eat Cheetos. Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Today we're going to be reviewing the audiobook The Dispatcher by John Scalzi, narrated by Zachary Quinto. (laughs) You had to put a little flair on that. I did, I did. And it was published by Audible Studios. What's interesting about this audiobook is that this book was actually performed first as an Audible original audiobook. Then it was put into print. Really? Yes. I did some research. Dang. Mm -hmm. You are the research king. It was released on October 4th, 2016, right around the Halloween time. And the duration was two hours and 19 minutes. And the genre is mystery thriller future nonsense <laughs> did you add that i might have added that in <laughs> future nonsense. Oh. oh and urban fantasy mm. which so, is not about werewolves yes. and vampires we were reading a review on audible and some guy went full postal on the fact that people don't understand what urban fantasy means He taught us a lesson, didn't he? Yes, he he did. Mm. He taught us four lessons. Yes. So, with our summary taken from Amazon, we have, One day, not long from now, it becomes almost impossible to murder anyone. 999 times out of a thousand, anyone who is intentionally killed comes back. How? We don't know. But it changes everything. War, crime, daily life. Tony Valdez is a dispatcher. A licensed, bonded professional whose job it is to humanely dispatch those whose circumstances put them in death's crosshairs so they can come back for a second chance to avoid the Reaper. But when a fellow dispatcher and former friend is apparently kidnapped, Tony learns that there are some things that are worse than death and that some people are ready to do almost anything to avenge a supposed wrong. It's a race against time for Valdez to find his friend before it's too late dot 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 before not even a dispatcher can save him (laughs) lightning strikes am i the only one that thought that this was this book was going to be about a 911 operator no i totally thought that too (laughs) i was like dispatcher number one i was like is this what the halle berry movie is based off of exactly oh i love that movie sorry go ahead so the performance of mr quinta I guess we should say his name right. Mr. Quinto. I thought that his tone for all of the characters across the board, his normal reading voice, was a little pitchy at points Mm -hmm. and also very kind of wispy. Like he sounded like he was getting over a cold, but he never even had a cold Hmm. at all. And I think that's his voice in general. Yeah. Because thinking about his other characters in TV shows, he's always had that little you know, cough, cough here, I got some snot coming out of my nose Yeah, kind of voice. Yeah, but I don't think that it works for an audio book because no. when you're in the middle of reading a detail and your voice, like, cuts out, yeah. it kind of doesn't help anything. Mm-hmm. Miss vital information for your everyday life. Hello, Miss Lori Beth Denberg. 
Yes, I agree. I agree. But I do think that the voices that he used for each character was effective. Mm -hmm. And it was really nice to hear. So, for instance, his voice for Langdon was really strong. And it was interesting to hear him kind of try to mimic this African-American Southern woman. Yeah. So that was very cool. Mm -hmm. And then his voice for Elaine in the tape. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I so saw that was an really old good. lady. I saw an old lady. And she he, was just fading away. Mm-hmm. She was sick. It was sad. I cried a little. Mm-hmm. So I think that he did a great job with voices all across the board. Yeah. Same thing with Orv, like Elaine's husband. I think that he had a really strong voice, too. And I liked Tony's voice. He had a little sassy kick yeah. to it. Like that, like, sexy Antonio Valdez. Although you know. he wasn't Spanish at all. He wasn't. Was he supposed to be Spanish? Valdez. Last name like Valdez, I would expect. Oh, but we're making assumptions. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, so I agree. I think he should be Spanish. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't have any sort of accent or he no. didn't try for different points to put an accent in there and then have it not work. I think he did a good job at just keeping it all one line. We didn't really know what Tony was. Yeah. And it, it didn't really matter. It didn't matter because this was set in the nearby future. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the point of the of the book. The point was to, to kind of have this new world where we're yeah. living in now. Yeah. And I think his voices were really great as well. Mm-hmm. I think he gave each character that popped up in the book a different voice. Mm-hmm. It was just different enough that didn't mix them up or get them distracted or yeah. anything like that. Because there's one character who's another bad guy that Tony runs into that doesn't have any distinguishing accents. He kind of could have sounded exactly like Tony, our main character, Mm -hmm. which would have been confusing. But what Zachary does is he adds a little bit more attitude into the voice. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't always have to rely on the accents of a person to make them different. He kind of spices it up a little bit with different sass and sadness at Mm -hmm. times. And Mm. he really injects something different into the voices. I agree. And the pauses, I didn't notice any weird pauses. I think that he read the two-hour book very smoothly. It was kind of very put together. And I didn't hear any awkwardness in terms of reading. Yeah. You know? And it was really good with the emotions that he was able to put in, like with the pausing too. Because with heavy emotions, you kind of expect this long pause at times that could end up going a little bit too long especially Mm -hmm. with a short book like this but he really kind of harnesses all of the emotions into a character really nicely keeps their speech flowing so that they don't get hung up on those emotions too much and i think he does a really great job there's one part where there's kind of a dual scene where um tony's talking with his friend mason Mm -hmm. and mason is overwatching a sword fight because in the future (laughs) people are like oh you can't really die and if you do die you come back and you have a dispatcher that can kind of repair you to your former glory a few hours ago so any injuries that you encountered in that death Mm -hmm. you no longer have so people hire these dispatchers to come to events or some of them are shady some of them are very shady yeah so like um sporting events or fighting or just um operations yeah like the er Mm -hmm. 
they'll hire these people to come there and then the dispatchers will finish them off if they are taking a turn for the worse and then they'll be brought back. Mm -hmm. So one of the scenes is a sword fight with a bunch of stupid college kids that are rich and just don't know what to do with their money. So Mm -hmm. they decide, hey, let's sword fight. Let's sword fight to the death. Yeah. So the interesting thing there was that Mason, who was the hired dispatcher, is watching the scene and tony is sitting there talking to him so tony's talking to him they're having a normal conversation there's not a lot of emotion happening but then in the distance there's this sword fight happening where some people are shouting and then someone gets impaled with a sword and mason all of a sudden has this anxious voice and he starts yelling and starts running Mm -hmm. and you could just kind of almost feel him running through the grass yeah it was mm-hmm. really great what Zachary was able to do with the emotions mm-hmm. and also keep the story flowing. Mm-hmm. And also the language that was used. When he said the F word, I felt that it wasn't just placed in there just because. Yes. I felt that there was a reason, there was an anger, there was this confusion mm-hmm. of why that word was being used. Yeah, there was a deliberate use of yeah. the word. Mm-hmm. And I could see that that was kind of mimicking that emotion that Zachary Quinto was having in, in his work. Yeah, exactly. So for this short book, I kind of was surprised that there was still chapter transitions Mm. just because it is a novella. So I just sort of assumed Mm -hmm. that it would just straight through short story. There's nothing to separate the chapters or anything. Mm -hmm. But I think the chapters did wonders for the book. Yeah, I yeah, I I agree. I think that. If the chapters weren't there, I wouldn't have known the stages of the story. Yeah. Like the first chapter was all about describing what a dispatcher does. The second chapter, we were seeing what the dispatcher does live with, you know, different events that they were going to. And, yeah. And, the, the, you know, the third chapter was like, oh, wow, we have one dispatcher that's missing. Yeah. You know, and then it was a, it was a very good kind of process for the storytelling. Yes. But some chapters I feel could have been left out. Like the last chapter was like six minutes and it was just like, oh, that's the ending of the story. And that could have been moved up, you know? Yeah. But that's not a big, it's not a big change. not a big problem for me. But I do see what you mean Mm -hmm. with the chapters. Yeah, I was just sort of surprised that they were there. But I'm glad that they were there. Mm -hmm. Did you get a clear picture of this? I mean, this is a brand new world that the author was creating. Mm -hmm. And to... Make it so contemporary and so the next day. Imagine if this was tomorrow. How did you, did you get a good picture of the story? I thought so. Of the world building? I thought so. I imagined it in a world that would be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And just very, very much near future and something that could easily leave everybody wondering why. Mm -hmm. Because it is just a weird thing. You die, but you don't die mm-hmm. anymore. You Your body disappears and you wake up in your bed. And it's just kind of, it's very alien and very foreign to mm-hmm. think about something like that. Because mm-hmm. you wake up in your own bed, in your home. And it's like, how does how does this know to transport you back to your, your home? Mm-hmm. So I think there was a lot of questions. Yeah, there was a lot of questions. That I had. So even though I did get a clear picture because I was imagining our world today, Mm -hmm. I still was kind of left questioning a lot of of the book. One thing I liked about the book and the storytelling from Scalzi is that, yes, there are many questions that he made us think and, and, and ask. 
However, the whole story was about describing the loopholes, saying, oh, well, if this happened, then this is going to happen. Like, for instance, the last chapter kind of summed up the whole book. And they said, why didn't Elaine go back home to the place that she felt safe and loved? And the dispatcher was like, because she didn't feel safe and love at the house. Yeah. You know, not everything is what you what it seems. Yeah. And so there was a lot of loophole answering, but yet still more questions on top of questions. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing about the book was that it didn't really try to answer the questions because they didn't have the answers either. Yes. And so a lot of the book was, why does this happen? We don't know. We don't know. It's just a phenomenon that happened one day mm -hmm. and nobody knows why. And it, it's happened literally a thousand times. Because <laughs> they mentioned millions. Well, millions, but they kept mentioning 999 times out of a thousand. Yeah. These people <laughs> will come back. They yeah. won't just die. But so, then you get that one person that may die. May die. It's like. Ooh, I don't mm. want to be that person. So overall, I feel like the book did a great job with its twists and turns. There was, there was a lot of twists that came out at the end. Mm -hmm. And I think that the book kind of wrapped itself up very nicely. And it was a great short story. Yeah. Did, did you think that it was too long or did you think that it was just the right amount? After listening to it the second time, because let me tell you about the first time... I listened to the first two chapters and then I accidentally fell asleep and then I woke up in the last chapter with two minutes remaining. Did you know where you were? Were you naked? Were you eating I Cheetos? I was naked, was not eating Cheetos, and I did not know where I was. <laughs> well, but, you answered more questions than this book did. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, so what was I saying? You fell asleep. See, I had the worst memory. Uh-huh. So yeah, so I fell asleep. What was the point of that? To tell us that you listened to it twice? It was too short or too long. Gotcha. Thank you. <sighs> so on the second time I listened to it, it was perfect length. I got through it real quick. I listened to it on my way to work and on my way home, and it was done. And I really, really enjoyed the length. And I feel like I could listen to this again mm. with a greater appreciation of my questions not being answered. Yeah. See, I kind of thought that it was a little too long. Oh, two hours and 19 minutes too long. Yeah, I kind of... <laughs> like, I would look at the book and how much time was remaining, and I had, like, an hour left at one point, oh, yeah. and I was like, I thought I've been listening to this for four hours already. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Did it restart? <laughs> And then again, I would look at it and I'd have 30 minutes and then 25. Was I and dispatched? Then, and then 24. I was like, somebody please dispatch me. Put me out of my misery. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was like 19 minutes too long. Gotcha. Could have been a solid two hours. Mm -hmm. I also just don't like that it's two hours and 19 minutes. Could they yes. not do something to make it one more minute longer? To make it two and 220? I, I do know what you mean. I Ugh. hate them odd numbers. Me too. Ugh. They're the worst. So one thing about this book, I don't think it's free anymore, but when we picked it up, it was free on Audible because they were just releasing it. Oh, yeah. And so we want to let you know that we got this book through Audible. It was a free copy. And if you are interested in this kind of genre, I would check it out. I would yeah. go on Audible and I would I would say, hey, I want to 
I want to listen to you. And we do have that Audible affiliate link yeah. on our website. So you can sign up and get the free book for free. That's the free book for free. The free book for free that we got for free. Yeah. A so lot of frees in there. There's a lot of click that link in yes. there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we also have some recommendations. So if you want another book in the same genre and that urban fantasy, fantasy. world, you can pick one up. Mm-hmm. So where, where should you listen to this type of book, Brittany? Tell us, please. Well, I laid on the floor and I listened to it with my dog licking my legs. That would be the best place to listen to this book. Duh. With Eddie licking my legs. Ew. Oh, sorry, what? Would he really lick them hairy legs? I'd be waking up naked. We are gay. We like hairy legs. Do you really? Yes. You think Eddie wants to lick your hairy legs? Nothing's wrong with my hairy legs. I'm going to text Eddie right now and be like, Brad wants to know if you would lick his hairy legs. I mean, have you seen my legs? They're hairy. You got a nice calf muscle, but like you you look like Andy Cohen right now. I do look like Andy Cohen with his calf muscles walking. You do. Mm, We saw him in New York. Yes, we did last year. Oh my God, today is our anniversary. Is our anniversary. Is our one year anniversary of being in New York together. Oh my God. That's crazy. Two years in a row we've been together on the same day. We have. Ain't that some? That is crazy. Mm-mm. It's like we're friends. My goodness. <laughs> it's like we're friends. So yeah, I, I would have to agree. Licking Legs is a great place to listen to this book. So, audiobook. <laughs> oh my God. Uh. So audiobook or actual book, now that it is in print, what would you do? I think I would suffer through the audiobook again. I would definitely suffer through the audiobook again. Well, you already have. No, well, I didn't suffer. That's a thing. I didn't really suffer that much. You know, I didn't either. I don't know why I said that. I'm just being dramatic right now. It's like a, it's like a really weird time. Yeah. It's really not a weird time. <laughs> I just said it. I don't know why. It wasn't, it wasn't our favorite book. No. And that's okay. Yeah. But I think that I would, I would definitely listen to it again because it was short when you got into it. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting concept. There was a mystery wrapped up in the middle of everything. Yeah. So, I mean, it was cool. Mm-hmm. But so, I'd like to see a movie. I would. I think a movie or even a longer series. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. this series could be elongated. Yeah. You know, and made into a multiple book series, I would really enjoy that. Yeah, to kind of touch on all of the questions that deserve answers mm-hmm. and maybe get a prequel out of it saying this is what led us to this yeah because mm-hmm. that that guy that was pushed off the cliff of from his wife oh, that yes. was a really interesting little little mm-hmm. tiny but it wasn't thing. enough of information yeah i, I wanted it. more did she get arrested afterwards if you kill somebody do you get arrested afterwards are there even laws? if they don't die yeah like we know that there are laws because they kind of touched on that in the book a little bit but like what are the laws is this what created the purge yeah like Oof, crazy there's so many things so final question would you shelf this or would you shove it off a cliff like that man I'd shelf it. Okay. Uh, but it would be teetering. Teetering. On the edge to where if it ever looked at me wrong, I could kick it right off. Oh, you you would put a, uh, what do they call it? What do they call it? Acceptable? Or what that, what that, what's that machine or tool that they use to kill people in the book? I don't even know what you're trying to say, but you <laughs> the, just hit your the own acceptable, head. The elliptical. The uh, elliptical is an exercise the, machine. Uh, Alphader. 
Wait, That's you, not even a word. You know, if you read this book, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the dispatcher tool. Yeah, the dispatcher that tool. That they like put in your head and then it like. Yes. So I would shelf this. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, yes, I would shelf this and save it for a rainy month. Yeah. You know. A month that's kind of slow. Yep. That you're just like, you know what? I want to cover, I want to uncover more secrets. More secrets to this urban fantasy. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want us to dispatch you, you should probably go to our website and click the Audible affiliate link to get this book for free and another book too, as long as you sign up for the 30-day free trial. And if you do happen to be out and you die... And you wake up in your bed <laughs> near your computer. Naked. Naked. And you're looking for something to do. Hop on Facebook and oh, give us a like. I like that. Yes. It's Start your day over again. Naked on Facebook. Yes. A normal day. And Twitter. And Twitter where you can follow us at Audio Shelf Me. And please subscribe to us on Google Play Music, iTunes Podcasts, and Stitcher. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. You know, if you're naked, you're going to go full out. Full out with Cheetos? (laughs) I was going to say, this probably tastes great. You know. I do know. <laughs> John Scalzi. How do you say his name? I have no idea. Oh my god! I looked at it and I was like, I'm so thankful that I'm not doing this book right now. Bye 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 bye. Delicious drink. Mm-hmm. Who is not sponsoring Audio Shelf? Who should? Anyway, some of that Justin Timberlake's money. Yes. Uh, the character of Landon. Langley. Is it Langley? I thought it was Langdon. Well, you said Landon. I know. (laughs) You said dolphin voice. So would you, I guess we have to answer this. Would you shelf it or shove this? Wait, you said the interesting thing about the actual book. What about it? Would you read the actual book? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, we also also didn't do where you would listen to it. Where should you listen to it? Yeah, we just kind of skipped suggestions all (laughs) along. We put the audible affiliate link. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I do that every episode?